The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. He said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there and leave from there. Wherever they do not welcome you, as you are leaving that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They departed and went through the villages, bringing the good news and curing diseases everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Today and this past Monday, we've been reading from the book of Ezra, an important historical book in the Old Testament that chronicles the mercy of God who intervened after the people of Israel had been taken into captivity in Babylon. They had been there 70 years under King Nebuchadnezzar, but then Babylon was conquered by Persia, and now under King Cyrus, God had inspired the king to release the captives and to have them return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. Now, Ezra was a priest. He was part of that third wave. There were three waves of release, just as there were three waves of captivity. And the temple had been rebuilt, and the altar established, the foundations laid. Now the walls needed to be rebuilt around the temple. But Ezra was given that duty to rebuild the people's faith because there was no use having a new temple if the people were still in their sin, the same sin that brought them into captivity. Now that they had returned to Jerusalem, they were beginning to fall again into idolatry. They were taking foreign wives and they were participating in their practices. And so Ezra, the first thing he does to rebuild their faith is to begin with repentance. And notice it's not just with words, but also with actions. So it says, I tore my garment, I pulled hair from my head and beard, I sat appalled, fell on my knees, spread out my hands to the Lord my God, and said. And then he gives this wonderful prayer, Oh my God, I am too ashamed and embarrassed to lift my face to you, my God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads, and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our ancestors to this day, we have been deep in guilt. It's a wonderful admission collectively of the sin of the nation and of Ezra and a acknowledgement of God's mercy. And so that building project would continue, not just the temple rebuilt, but the faith of the people because they would continue to be tempted. As it turns out, at the time of Jesus, The people are still under captivity this time with the Romans. And so Jesus now is going to rebuild the spiritual temple of the church, which he will found on the rock of Peter. And he begins by choosing 12, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. It's a regathering of what was scattered by sin. And notice what Jesus does. He gives those 12 authority authority to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal and cast out demons. That same authority is given to us 
in our baptism. We are part of this rebuilding project because we're now in a family of parishes and we are called to rebuild our faith, first of all. And what better way to do it than to gather here and have a collective prayer of repentance, the confidier, and hear the readings and then receive the same Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity to bring us into a unified family. There's other things that Jesus instructs those apostles to do when he sends out the 70. And both with the 12 and the 70, he tells them, take no staff, no bag, nor bread, nor money, not even an extra tunic. Now that speaks volumes to us because it really is forcing the apostles to rely only on God, to bring everything under the submission of Christ and his authority, not to get distracted by possessions, by all kinds of things that would really take us away from our true power. Also, it gives the ability of those apostles in the 70 to move quickly from distractions. They can travel light from place to place. And that same applies to us when we're bogged down with all kinds of material possessions or cares, all kinds of other issues, it's difficult for us to make changes, and we are in a time of change. Secondly, traveling light with no possessions lends credibility to the message because it gives the people an awareness that the disciples are not in this for any kind of gain, material gain, but rather they're doing the mission, the work of God. Thirdly, it would enable the people to recognize this is a new exodus, a new beginning, because in the first exodus, the people of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, took nothing. They had staff in hand, sandals on their feet, they were ready to go, and they traveled quickly out of captivity. We're called to do the same. We're in this new building project, as I said, the family of parishes. We're called to repentance, trust in God, trust in the authority that we've been given, and then travel light. And let's do so in great joy because we are a family. We're called to get to know each other, pray for each other, which is the other thing that happened in chapter 10 as well of Luke's gospel. Jesus sent them out in pairs, little communities. We're called to form little communities of faith within our family to pray for one another, hold each other up, fill out the charisms that each of us lack as we come together. So all of this is a great building project. We're right in the middle of it. What better place would we rather be? This is the time that we've been called to exercise faith. There's no better time. So with great joy, trust, enthusiasm, let us build up this family of parishes and bring the good news to our community.